الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبولنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Earlier today, for those that were present, we talked about the importance of serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how that is a principal goal for those of us that are striving in deen. And we looked at the model of the Prophet and the companions around the Prophet and noted that their lives were dedicated and devoted toward the service of the people around them. Even if at the expense of themselves. The Prophet ﷺ was devoted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his worship at particular times during the day. And in particular, those times would be the times of prayer, the five daily prayers, and the night, the late night, or the early morning, if you will. And these times, the Prophet ﷺ was so devoted and to- so dedicated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, was so engaged in his ibadah, so engaged in his prayer, so engaged in his worship, that the rest of the world will then disappear. The rest of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would then just completely disappear and vanish from him. When the time of salah would come, the Prophet sallam's face would change when he'd hear the adhan such that all of his attention was now on the salah and even the people within his home he wouldn't be able to identify because he was in that sort of state. When he would pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the night when the rest of humanity is sleeping, he would be so engaged in that form of worship that it would be hard to tell by looking at him when he was in prostration, when he was in his salah, if he was still alive or not, because he was that engaged in his worship. And then the rest of the time the Prophet ﷺ was spent would spend it serving the people around him, serving creation around him. Recognizing that all of creation is the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. الخلق عيال الله that creation all of creation all of creation is the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فأحب الخلق إلى الله من أحسن إلى عياله and the best of creation are those that are the best or the most beloved of creation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those that are best to the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And because of this, the Prophet would spend all day serving everyone that was around him. 
It didn't matter who they were. It didn't matter what their background was. It didn't matter what their age was. It didn't matter if they lived in his home and they were related to him. It didn't matter if they were outside of his home and they weren't related to him. Every opportunity he had to serve the people around him, he would use that opportunity. If there was an opportunity to give wealth in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to help someone that was in need, the Prophet sallallahu would be the first person to step up to that. And even if it would be at the expense of himself or herself, uh, expense of himself. And you look at the lives of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, and really pick, pick it apart, whether it be the Ansar, whether it be the Muhajirin, and you look at their lives and you see that they were constantly serving other people. Even if it meant that they themselves wouldn't be able to fulfill their desire or fulfill whatever it is that they needed. Even at the expense of themselves, they were willing to assist and help those that were around them. This was a quality of the, of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, with regards to a, one of the, a Sahabi who gave food to someone that was hungry, and he, his own children weren't even able to eat. And he had put them to sleep. And he and his wife would, would not eat a meal. So that they could serve a stranger. Someone who you know, otherwise wouldn't be at their home for a meal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيُؤْثِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ The Sahaba, these were people that preferred other people over themselves. They had ithar. They preferred other people over themselves. They're preference would be their desire would be that the their neighbor be in better position than them their desire would be that anyone that they interacted with be better off than them because they were selfless they were selfless and because they had this quality of selflessness they were able to serve the community by day and even by night and they were able to serve the community through their wealth. They were able to serve the community through their physical bodies. They were able to serve the community and anyone around them with their time. There wouldn't be a wasted moment in the day. If they weren't engaged in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and raising His great name, then they were most certainly engaged in serving the people around them. And serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala around them. And serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala around them. So when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى يُحِبُّ لِأَخِيهِ مَا يُحِبُّ لِنَفْسِهِ That a person doesn't believe, doesn't truly believe, hasn't reached the pinnacle of belief. Until and unless they prefer for their brother. Yani they prefer for someone else what they would want for themselves. To reach the pinnacle of this deen, to reach the pinnacle of this deen, a believer has to prefer for other people what he or she would want for themselves. So then the question that then should come in the mind is how is it that we can reach such a state as individuals whereby we Desire that other people around us benefit. Or that other people around us be in a comfortable situation. That what we would otherwise want for ourselves, we actually want for the people around us. 
for the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do we reach that state? How can we reach a state where our goal is to serve humanity as much as we can? Our goal is to serve the creation of Allah ta'ala as much as we can. Every waking moment that's possible. How is it that we can reach that place? How can we reach a state like the Sahaba radiallahu anhum or like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, where their goal was to help everyone around them, to be people of service? If we look at our lives and we analyze the roadblocks that prevent us from being people of selflessness, there are several. And these tend to be roadblocks that prevent us from wanting to serve. Serve through wealth, through, serve through time, serve through assistance. And a believer targets these roadblocks through the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For instance, greed. This is an ailment of the heart. The person's desire to hold on to whatever wealth they have. Whatever they make, they think they make it. And they want to hold on to it themselves. And they think it's for them because they had spent all this time, they spent, they work, you know, 10 or 12 hours a day earning their wealth. A person thinks that they have a right over it and this is theirs and it's, it's for them to spend however they want to spend. Greed. Wanting to hold, hold on to our wealth. That's a roadblock to a person wanting to serve creation around them. Because when the opportunity comes to give their wealth for the betterment of someone else, they'll think and say, well, I put all that hard work in, all that elbow grease, that was my effort, I deserve to keep this money. It's a roadblock to a person becoming selfless. If you think about other roadblocks, envy or hasad, right? wanting what someone else has at the expense of them having it. This is an ailment and a disease of the heart. When in reality, we should want what's better for the person in front of us, or the person to the right of us, or to the left of us, or for our neighbor, or for the person that we see at the masjid, or for the person that we interact with at work. Rather than doing that, we want for ourselves. We want what they have. If they have something that's quote-unquote better, then that's what we want as well. Because our hearts are plagued with envy and hasad. We want that at the expense of them having it themselves. It's a roadblock for us to become selfless. Pride, kibar or takabur. Thinking that we are something. Thinking that we are something. Thinking that we are something and that the people around us are not as good as us. This is an ailment of the heart as well. When in reality, a person that subdues themselves, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will elevate them. Rather, we think that we have to elevate ourselves or we think that we are better than the person in front of us. And that indeed is a roadblock for us to become people that are selfless. And through selfness, selflessness become people that are constantly serving. So by engaging in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in particular the dhikr of the heart, in particular muraqabah, when a person engages in dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they then eliminate these ailments that prevent them from being selfless, which, is then, which, is, which then allows them to become people that serve humanity. Through the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person that engages in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they over time are able to rid themselves of the ailment of greed. And by ridding themselves of that ailment of greed, then they think that their wealth is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it has to be distributed amongst the people. 
they don't have any sense of entitlement to their own wealth because they're thinking that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me this wealth and the expectation from Allah is that I distribute it amongst the people around me. When Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu had brought all of his wealth when an opportunity had come to serve this deen, every single possession that he had, he had brought. There was no concept of greed when it came to him. Umar radiallahu anhu had brought half of his wealth because they, were, they, was no, they didn't have a sense of entitlement. They didn't have this idea that they would want to hold on to things. So greed is something that prevents a person from serving humanity. And through the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and particularly the dhikr of the heart, a person eliminates that ailment of greed and is then able to serve humanity. Through the dhikr of the heart, and through the, through the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in general, a person is able to rid themselves of this ailment of envy. And by doing that, then a person is then able to serve humanity in a way that otherwise wouldn't be possible. If a person doesn't look at what the other person has, and rather is just constantly thinking that I want what's better for the person in front of me, I want them to have this, I want them to have that, I want them to have this, I want them to have that. Takabbur, or pride. This is an element of the heart that prevents us from wanting what's better for someone else. If we think that we are better than the person in front of us, if we think that we are something, then it'll be very difficult for us to serve selflessly. And through the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person is able to rid themselves of this disease. So the roadblocks that prevent a person from becoming selfless and from then serving humanity around them, this is a principal goal of dhikr. This is a principal goal of dhikr. When we think about the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we think that, for some reason, we think that this is just a mechanism by which we will become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our worship. But a person that's true to their dhikr, a person that spends time in it, the purpose of dhikr, a primary purpose of dhikr is so that the effect can be had around the pe- of the people. That effect can be had with the people around them or on the people around them. When a person eliminates these internal evils that plague them, that want them to hold on to their wealth, that want them to keep their time to themselves, that want them to keep everything they have for themselves, that, that want them to indulge in all the desires only for themselves. When a person has these within them, then it becomes very difficult to want to serve those around. Through the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person eliminates these ailments. A person eliminates these ailments and then is able to serve humanity around them. This is the effect of dhikr. It isn't just that a person progresses in their actual worship, although that occurs. But a primary goal of engaging in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of engaging in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is so that we can become more human. So that we can become more human. The Sahaba were connected to Allah. The Prophet was connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were so deep in their connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the self was annihilated. This concept of the self was annihilated. It was about the other person. 
And in order for us to reach that state, then we too have to be very deep in our dhikr. Because we will then note an effect in our interaction with the people around us. We will then note an effect with, in, in our interactions with the people around us. But if we are heedless of our dhikr, then all of these ailments will just plague us. All we'll be concerned about is how much, if I, ha- if I earn $100 a day, how can I earn $200 a day so I can keep it to myself? When on the other hand, a person that rid them, rid themselves of greed thinks, how can I earn the next hundred dollars so that I can donate it to the masjid? How can I earn the next hundred dollars so that I can help someone who's in need? How can I earn the next one hundred dollars so that I can assist a, a, a school of Quran? A person that's plagued with thinking all about themselves, you know, thinking that they are something, thinking that they are special, thinking that everyone in front of them, everyone around them is is inferior to them. If a person doesn't engage in dhikr and they keep this within them, then how are they going to be able to affect the people around them? They are more concerned with how good they look in front of everyone else. A person that engages in this in dhikr, however, that person annihilates the, the self. As a result, their focus is on everyone else. Their focus is on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their focus is on everyone else. How can I make things better for the person in front of me? So a goal of progression to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we become more human. We become more like the Sahaba. We become more like the Prophet That we prefer other people over ourselves. That we prefer the betterment of other people, the comforts of other people, that other people have the necessities the other people have whatever we would potentially want. This is what our preference is. And when we reach that state of selflessness, when we reach that state of selflessness, then service of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes easy. And we no longer desire the attention of people when we are serving Allah. We no longer desire the attention of people when we are serving Allah. When we serve people, an expectation in our end is that we get some form of thanks, some gratitude, some appreciation. But if the self is annihilated and if the ailments of the heart are eliminated, then a person is serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purely because they want to please their Lord. Purely because they want to please their Lord. So the intention is then corrected. The ability to serve the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is corrected through the dhikr of Allah. This is something that we have to focus on. This is something that we have to focus on. We have to become people that are selfless and that desire what's best for the person in front of us. And the way by which we can reach that is through focusing on our dhikr. Putting time into it. you know, Putting effort into it. And as a result, we'll see that effect on the people around us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and I the tawfiq to engage in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through this remembrance, allow us to serve the people around us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to eliminate the ailments of the heart. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil